0: And we're back with another episode of the Water Boys podcast. I'm Nick. I'm here with my co-host Josh. Josh, you're having a little bit of Skype problems. Tell me a little bit about it.
1: Nick, if this thing closes up, I'm sorry. I I don't know what the hell's going on. It just keeps closing by itself. So uh, hopefully we don't have to do two takes or three or four.
0: Doesn't matter. I like hearing the sound of your voice. <laughs>
1: uh also i've seen more zone this week than i've seen you in the past year so that's another thing i'd like to talk to
0: brings me back to the old high school days we're talking three teams this week right josh who do we got we got charlotte portland and miami correct
1: charlotte portland miami yes sir
0: tell me a little bit about charlotte what have you seen from this year so far
1: charlotte uh i've actually I mean, I've been impressed. Uh, you know, for a team that's still young, uh, you know, doesn't really have that one guy that you're going to go to. I mean, sure, they got they brought in Hayward for uh, for to be the guy, but sometimes he's. Uh, I mean, the last few games he hasn't shown up. Uh, he started off the week pretty hot. I think on the game on Saturday against the Magic, he had 39 points, and if I'm not mistaken, also had the game-winning layup. Um. But, but yeah, they're, they've they got young players in there. Uh, the biggest problem in my eyes for that team is uh, who they got at the five spot right now. Would you agree with me on that one?
0: So we got Cody Zeller and Bismack Biombo at the five spot. What's your concerns between those two?
1: Well, I mean, they started the week with Biombo as a starter and he was playing heavy minutes uh, in that game again, in those, uh, in that, uh, two game series against, uh, the magic, um, defensively, he's just, you know, like you remember those huge games where he had in Toronto and he would be blocking guys. Uh, I mean, it was one of the reasons he got that huge contract. Right. Uh, but it just doesn't seem like he's, he's up to it right now. I, I mean, I know Vucevic and, uh, what do you call it? And Sabonis aren't, aren't like the easiest players to play against, but they really did take advantage of them. And that's one of the reasons why Cody Zeller came in, uh, or started the, the, I think he started the last two games against the Pacers. Um, And then yesterday, Biombo had like nine minutes to play. He played only nine minutes in in the game against uh, the Pacers. So, uh, yeah, I I feel like they could still improve a little bit in that uh, at the five spot. I I noticed also that they like to go super small and they end up putting PJ at the five uh, in that super small lineup. Um, My question to you is, do you do you think Lamello is the leading candidate for rookie of the year?
0: Um, that's kind of hard to say. I mean, over James Wiseman and uh, what's that guy from Sacramento? Halliburton was his name,
1: Hall- Halliburton.
0: Yeah, Halliburton. I mean, those guys, uh, I would say they're both ahead of LaMelo, but I'll give LaMelo this he like that team looks vastly different when LaMelo is on the floor. I mean, they look like they have a creative spark when they play, but without him, it looks very I mean, you have Devontae Graham, Terry, Rozier, and it looks very inconsistent, I would say. I mean, both of them can chuck threes and make threes. Don't get me wrong, but is this where is that creativity between those two? Would you agree with that one?
1: Yeah, I do agree with that. You do put up a good point. Uh, You know, a few games we saw them this week, I didn't see them over the season. Uh, he's just, you know, there, there are moments where he's just brilliant and there are moments where he just sort of disappears. Uh, one of the things I didn't like is, um, you know, you know, that saying, keep it simple, stupid. Sometimes I feel like he needs to do that. I know he likes to, he likes the flashy passes and all that stuff. Uh, sometimes I feel like he just tries to force it a little bit too much and just ends up, uh, being a tor- a turnover it's just one of the things i noticed uh, especially against indiana he tried to force a lot of passes into pj washington uh but uh you know uh, he's got to be one of the leading candidates i mean the guys leading rookies in steals assist and i think one more category i can't remember what the other one was uh i would say he's definitely one of the top candidates uh, to win rookie of the year this year
0: he's shown flashes for sure and like like what you said with the kiss concept, right? You got to keep it simple, stupid, right? And it's just sometimes he f- forces a lot of those passes in the interior. And with that team, it's a weird team. I mean, you've got PJ Washington, Gordon Haywood, Devontae Graham, Terry Rozier, Miles Bridges, Bismack Biombo, Cody Zellard. At least five of those players, like you have to feed their mouths on that one, right? So, Really, I think, would you trade Rozier or Devontae Graham and put LaMelo to start?
1: Are you talking about trading one or the other or just switching them up in terms of uh, who starts?
0: I think you got to trade at least Rozier or Graham.
1: Rozier or Graham. I, I honestly would trade Rozier. I just like the way Graham plays. He's been he's been consistent these last few games uh, with his shooting. I, I like what he I like what he shows Rozier. I feel like he's a little bit indecisive sometimes in terms of the offense, uh, but defensively, I, I I like what I see from him. I mean he was he was doing really well against the Indiana Pacers. Uh, was it Brogdon? I think he was all over him in a in a few. I think it was in the first game they played. Uh, he was all over him. He was doing a really good job defensively. But if I were, if you were to make me choose between those two, I would go for Graham.
0: Yeah, I would go for Graham too. I think he just fits better beside LaMelo. I think Rozier's too much of an isolation player when I watch him play. Other than that, I mean, this team, it doesn't flow very well when you start Graham, Rozier, Haywood... TJ Washington, or I believe he's off the bench. If I'm not mistaken, then it's um,
1: uh, yeah, Pete. It's, yeah, he, sometimes he does, but the last few games, I think he started for them.
0: Yeah, because they went with Miles Bridges to start with, I
1: believe. Yeah, and then that once he started cooling off, they ended up switching that up.
0: Yeah, and then you have Biombo or Zeller. It's just the, it's it's a weird team. They're doing all right, but it's just a really weird fit, I would say.
1: They're still young, too, right? Uh, what, are, what I like about them this year is they're, they, they actually compete. I mean, they're in games most of the times. Uh, let's see. I think the last seven games, there was only really one blowout, which was against the Bulls. But the rest of them, they've been three-point games, six-point games. So you can tell that they're doing something right because... Otherwise, man, they they'd get blowout. And I know they're not versing the the hardest teams, but I mean, against the Pacers, they are one of the better teams in the East. Uh, they were both pretty close games, and they could have easily gone two zero against the Pacers. It's just that late in games, I feel they they do come up with bad turnovers, and that ends up hurting them so much. And it's just hard to it's just hard to come back uh, from from a bad turnover, especially when games are tight. You got to be able to take care of the ball. But the la- uh the last game against the Pacers, they actually did a good job uh, taking care of the ball. Not only that, but they also forced a few turnovers too. And so Zeller came up with two key play or he had two key plays. I think he had a block, and then he had a huge dunk at the other end of the next possession. And it w- and I think it was that dunk was good enough to tie the game at that moment. Um, but yeah, that that's my one thing that I do notice is they do turn over the ball a lot when the game is close.
0: Uh, those are momentum killers too, right? I mean, when you let's say you claw back or you're in a tight game and you turn it over at a crucial moment. That just sucks the momentum out of everyone. Um, you, I was mostly watching LaMelo, to be honest, and I was just seeing how he was doing. And you know of every rookie, they struggle on defense, right? Particularly... Yeah, yeah particularly off ball defense and he kept getting turned around each time when i watched him because he didn't have the man and ball concept like you just look in peripherals he didn't have that concept down and he got lost a couple times on rotations but it's to be expected with rookies i think he has the potential for sure but he needs those reps and he needs to burn or he needs some minutes to burn for
1: sure yeah, I agree with you. He's just a rookie, right? What What I do like about him is that he tends to make the right play, uh, where like he's not trying to force anything. If he can't, if, if he's like he's not trying to force scoring or anything. Uh, there are times when he's trying to force the pass in, which is something he could work on. I'm pretty sure he's gonna, you know, at, at, he's gonna adjust at some point. The guy's really talented. Um. But but yeah, I agree with you on defense. He got caught a lot of times just ball watching and not noticing where his guy was, and especially against uh, Indiana, I noticed there were a couple times when they just got an easy bucket just off him uh, ball watching.
0: It's funny you say they've um, haven't beat any good teams because they're beating the Bucks right now in the fourth.
1: <laughs> yeah, well the Bucks man, that's another story. The Bucks haven't haven't been the Bucks of past years. Uh, I. I you know we've we've already gotten into them a little bit. That's true, um, but
0: they're still a good team, right? So that's there, yeah, counts. I,
1: yeah, I I agree. No, it's what I'm telling you. They've they've been in games. They've been in games, and at the end of the day, with a young rookie team, or not all of them rookies, but with a young team, that's that's what you want to build, right? Good like good competing habits, right? Yeah. Never give up. Always try to be in the game as much as you can, and. I think the last seven or eight games, and they've proven that they can stick with uh, a lot of teams in the NBA, and and that's not easy for a young team. So uh, kudos to them. I, I feel like they're going to be heading in the right direction.
0: For sure, I think they'll be okay. They just need to find a situ or a solution for their big man problem.
1: Yeah, and that. Yeah, that. I agree with you.
0: And moving forward, they're gonna have to. Gonna have to trade some of those perimeter talents. Is this too many mouths to feed on that team? I would feel.
1: Yep, or even Hayward. I don't know. Just, I mean, there's there's a lot of things that can happen, right?
0: That is true, and I think they have a bright future. I think if they just trade, or not sorry, if they just start Lamelo, I think they'll have a better time for sure. Offensively, I don't know about defense because. Like I said, with rookies, the game is a little too quick for them. And it's thus they need they need some reps to slow it down and see where they're making the mistakes and where they're succeeding as well.
1: Yeah, like I said, man, they'll, they'll get there. Um, this is not enough, but it's a good base to start off on, I feel.
0: This is, hey, it's better to start with something than nothing, right? That's true. Moving on, we got the Portland Trailblazers. Tell me how you feel about them.
1: Trailblazers. You know, I love Lillard. I love all those guys, man. Uh, But uh, just defensively, these guys are hard to watch sometimes.
0: Uh, I mean, year in and year out, we've been discussing their defense, right? And this year is no different. I mean, they've added Derek Jones Jr., Robert Covington, and they've had similar results. I mean, something's not working there. I've been telling you this whole week, I think their dis- defensive schemes are a little a little skewed. I would say it's very heavy on helping with the penetration, and it leaves a lot of wide-open threes. And I, I've been telling you this. I mean, if you can't defend the point of attack against the perimeter guards whether it be Lillard or McCollum, then you're going to have a lot of trouble defending overall as a team.
1: Yeah. Especially when you don't have, I mean, you, they really don't have the centers to, to be doing that sort of stuff. Right. Uh, you know, Cantor, I told you already, I love Cantor's just like his, his work ethic. He, he fights for everything, but I mean, it's just sometimes he's not there on defense and, and, when you already have a team that gets that has guards that basically can't defend, and to it's easy to attack them, it, it just it, it doesn't work, and it's easy to it's easy for other teams to find where to attack them, right? And not only that, Nick, but like I, I saw them play a lot of zone. Uh, I told you some some players are some players from the ob- from the opposite teams. I noticed this in the in the Knicks game. Uh, a lot of them would just get behind the zone, and nobody would be paying any attention. They'd just be ball watching, and they uh, and the Knicks would just lob it in there. It would be an easy layup, and that happened quite a few and uh, quite a bit in, in 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 the game. So things like that they got to improve on. And also another thing, and you pointed this out earlier this week when when the when Lillard gets doubled, they get into trouble.
0: Yeah, when they get doubled, they're in trouble, right? And. I- it's really they have bad habits of this ball watching, and when you get doubled, what moves faster than players when you pass Obviously. the ball, right? Yep. When you pass the ball, you get two on ones because two of them are still behind and they're trying to scramble, and it's the role man has to make a decision whether he wants to kick it or take it in. I think Nurkic or Cantor are capable of that, is thus setting themselves into position to to succeed. That's where they struggle, and I think they're depending on Lillard a little too much to create magic. And I think they should really just depend, or not depend, but rely on themselves to create shots as well. I mean, with McCollum out, then you have Roko out, D.J.J. out, I believe, and you have Nurkic out, Collins out. It's it's dispels a lot of trouble. That's a lot of talent on the IR.
1: Yeah. The, that That's right, uh, what do you call it uh, And then coming back to that double team um, It just really bothers me how none of the other Blazers notice That he's being doubled And they're all the way down in on the offensive end While Lillard's getting doubled in the backcourt And it's just like, well, how do you expect this guy to see you If you're all the hell, all the way down near the hoop While there's nobody else coming in trying to help the guy so, uh, I I mean, I feel for Lillard because, you know, they leave him out to dry in, in, in moments like that.
0: It's, you know what, it's simple. Um, it's a simple concept, right? You set up outlets. and exactly. Then you just rush it down the court. The defense is always going to be playing catch-up at that point.
1: That's right. That's right. Uh, what do you call it? Another thing, I feel like this team settles too much for three-pointers, too. I don't know if you get that impression, but I, I think it was the game against the uh, Thunder where they just could not get any threes to go down. And they just kept going at it instead of trying to create some sort of penetration and try to get a layup or, or something in, in easy bucket, right? But it, I, they just kept going to to the three. And it just, I don't know, it's, it's really frustrating w- watching that just because They they have the talent to attack the hoop, right? I mean, they got guys that can, you know, Lillard for sure, even Melo. You got guys that can go to the hoop and get and get that bucket, but they just decided to take threes all the time.
0: It's a talented team. Like I always say, this they got Hood, Melo, like you said, McCollum, Lillard. Those are four perimeter players that can get their own, right? And it's just they they settle for the threes, and it's a little frustrating. I would say. 'cause they're they're better than that, all of them are better than that,
1: oh yeah, for sure um also i, I liked how Simons played in those uh i mean he had a he had a really good uh three game run the first three games uh he was allowed to play after c j went down um do you do you like what you're seeing from Simons?
0: I do, but I just think they're not what he needs. I think with him or with them, sorry, not with him, with them is this, they need a point guard who can defend and shoot. And like you mentioned, who's on the market right now and is a good fit, I would say Lonzo.
1: Yeah, Lonzo Ball would definitely give him a, a, a different look type of guard, right? Uh, I know the guy's not having the best shooting year. Uh, it, ever since the bubble happened, he wasn't shooting the same. I remember what, before the stoppage last year, before COVID hit and everything, he was just he he was on a different level when he was taking those threes, right? He was actually making them. He was actually having a good percentage. Uh, once the bubble hit, it was a different story, and it just doesn't seem like he's come back uh, come back to that level anymore. Uh, but but yeah, it, this team definitely needs help defensively, and he's a guy that could help that that them out. And when you have guys that can you know when you have guys that can shoot like pretty much everyone on the team can shoot I'm pretty sure they can do with one guy they can't right the one guy that can actually take on the team's opposing uh, guard and best guard and be able to handle him and not having to worry with Lillard or CJ dealing with that right so that they don't get attacked you we know that's their their Achilles heel they're defending but I agree with you, Lonzo Ball would be a great fit on that team.
0: And like I mentioned before, I think another potential good fit would be Ben Simmons from the 76ers. I think he is a versatile forward who can defend 1-5s. He can play make. And if you double Lillard, he's running to the hoop with a full head of steam, right? But I think they might have to give up McCollum in that offer, most likely, or they would have to give up most of their bench just to get a shot at simmons
1: yeah i i agree with that they would have to give up a lot for him uh thing is i the way things are going in philadelphia would you really want to do that move that i doubt they would want to get rid of uh, of, of simmons and even if it even if cj is coming on the other side but they already have everything great they're shooting well but uh, what do you call it? If anything, I th- I would feel Lonzo would be a more realistic move, especially if the team doesn't want to give up uh, all their depth, right?
0: Yeah, and it, it'd be a very interesting move from the 76ers. I think they'd be going all in on the Shaq style Embiid and give them how many shooters on the floor, right? Same with Howard. If he came off the bench, he would give him a plethora of bench shooters.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. Um, they're still missing players. They can still make moves, Nick. Uh, funny thing is they have the sixth best offense, but I think in terms of uh, defense, they are 24th in the league. Or no, 28th in the league. So you can tell right there what their biggest issue is. And with guys being out right now, uh, it, it doesn't help them.
0: Uh, I purely think it's a mix of defensive schemes and personnel. That's the issue I see with them.
1: Yeah, man. And at this point, you know, they ain't getting any younger. This, I feel like this management has to at some point make a move in order to get, the, you know, finally get over that hump and get to the finals that they want to so badly. Uh, I I hope they make a move just, uh, just for this team to actually make it to a finals. I, I would love it. I mean, I've seen Lillard and CJ for the longest time. It was nice that little run they had to the conference finals, but unfortunately they ended up meeting uh, with the Golden State Warriors. But uh, but yeah, man, I I hope this team finally makes a move that can help them towards uh, towards the finals eventually.
0: It's it's gonna be tough, I think. They just have the same problem year in year out, no matter who they add to the team.
1: Yeah, it's it's always been their defense. Their offense is never an, an issue. And we even saw it last year in the playoffs. Unfortunately, unfortunately, they came up against the Lakers, right? And a defensive juggernaut like that, they were able to adjust, able to trap uh, Lillard, and really nobody else was able to do anything on that team.
0: I mean, if even if it wasn't the Lakers, whoever they came up against, they're going to throw that trap at them every time.
1: Yep, and it's one of the reasons why Lillard is uh, leading the league in thirty-foot uh, shots. I think he's and he's leading it by quite a bit. I think the next closest is uh, Steph, and I think it's by like a ten-shot difference where they've made uh, in terms of made shots. Uh, you know, Lillard tries to tries to keep defenses, uh, you know, from trapping him. He he'll Go off, take that shot, and then that way the defenses are 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 thinking: should we double or should we not double? Because if we don't double, he's going to take that shot. If we do, if we do double, then it's out of his hands. Or maybe he can split the defense and go uh, penetrate the, the pen, penetrate and kick out or go for a layup. So he's adding a lot to his uh, offense already, but. I mean, at some point, the defense is going to have to be the the, the difference maker for this team.
0: I think we've stressed the point of if you're going to be in the playoffs or a championship contender, you have to have a top 10 defense and at least a passable offense to get a decent chance. I think they have a potent offense, but if you can't defend, you're going to be... You're gonna be scoring 130 but giving up 140. So really it's counterproductive at that point.
1: Yes, it is. Pulling defense like the Heat had last year. Could you imagine that?
0: Speaking of the Heat, what do you think of them?
1: I I feel bad for the Heat, man. They they have so many players out, you know. They I mean Butler, Hero, Bradley, Harkless, Leonard all these guys out and you basically brought in a bunch of other guys and their offense is not flowing as smoothly as it would with all those other guys. Uh Bam has been having to take over. Uh, he's, he's averaging 20 points. I think he's almost averaging 21 points uh, on 60% shooting. And funny thing is he made his first uh, three pointer on Saturday against the Nets. So it's taken him that long to get a three pointer out, but from what I've seen, he's he's slowly taking that other step. Uh, but he's still not going to be the one to uh, completely take over the offense, as we've seen uh, in these last few games that uh, that the Heat have played.
0: Uh, today, Jimmy Butler came back, and they looked like a totally different team. Same with Andre Iguodala; you can tell the load or er, load is less when they're. Both present, I think. with Bam had an 18-13 and 13 game, I believe, and he looked pretty good. And Duncan Robinson looked great as well. And honestly, I think we can't really judge the Miami Heat with so many players out. I think, remember, we're watching the whole week and just yelling Kelly O coming off the screen, hucking threes, wasn't a pretty sight for sure.
1: No, Kelly Olenek had a bad week, man. I felt bad for the guy, but it also at some point, man, you gotta you gotta try something else, right? I think there was one night he he took only three pointers and he did not hit any of them and I was just like, you know, like at that point you could try to do something different. I know I know we're in like We're in a league that really prefers to take threes. But also, if you're not going to be making any of them, you're just hurting your team at the end of the day.
0: Yeah, it's just... He shouldn't be playing. I think he's looking a little out of his depth, I would say. But one player I do like on that team, Peaceful. Is that his name? Peaceful? Peaceful? No, not Peaceful. Sorry. It's um, Precious. (laughs) yeah. he doesn't Precies. play peace he doesn't play like a peaceful person let me tell you that much
1: no i love that guy man he's so his defense is amazing man he tries so hard on the defensive end it's awesome to watch
0: i think he would have been a good fit for oh shoot i was watching him because he was drafted 20th right
1: yes i believe so
0: and uh, he was a good steal i think hold on here I think oh shoot, there's one team that could have used them. And I, I keep forgetting their name now. Um was it uh yeah, Boston. Sorry, Boston could have used them.
1: Oh man. And Boston really does need a center. He would have been perfect for them. But but yeah, man, I gotta love the guy. You know, he sort of You know the way he the way he plays and he tries to go for uh lobs and and uh what do you call it dunking them he just, he sort of has a little bit of bam in him. i don't know if you agree with me on that and that they i'm not saying they're they're like they're he's going to be exactly the same but he does sort of play the same style or you, you know he he does he tries to copy what what bam does
0: he does he's a little bit like oh shoot he had a, a player comparison that really reminded me of someone. It was... Shoot. What was his name? This is what happens when you get old, Josh. You start forgetting stuff quickly.
1: <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's he, all his, right. He's uh-huh. like
0: Bam. He is like Bam to me, but he's a little bit more robotic in his athleticism. It takes him a little bit to load up because Bam, yeah. is, Bam is off the floor quick, and he says, it's scary, right? Yeah,
1: yeah I agree. Yeah, man. Uh, what do you call it? Another loss was uh, Drogic. Drogic went off against the Nets earlier in the week, too. Unfortunately, ends up, uh, I think, was it groin? I think he's been out with a groin injury. Um, but yeah, man, they, they're missing so many players. I I don't even know if we can really judge them. If anything, we can only really feel bad for, for Miami right now, just on the fact that, they, that they're missing so many other key players. Uh, what do you call it? I don't think we can really say that the bubble was a fluke yet, until they get everyone back. It, it just wouldn't be fair.
0: That you know what that's very true. And oh, sorry, the comparison was a smaller but more athletic Miles Turner,
1: and I agree with that. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, you do have a good point there. Sorry, that's um, what happens when you get old. I
0: think. Yeah. <laughs> anyways, going to your point, I think it's fair. You can't judge them without. Seeing the full team, and I think a lot of the Miami grit and grind is through Butler, Dragage, and they have Hero, they have Bam, they have Duncan Robinson, right, and Igudala. Sure, they're missing Crowder this year, but uh, they got Mo Harkless as a backup there. I'm not saying he's capable of being a Jay Crowder, but this team. Has a chance to go deep again.
1: Has a chance, man. Hopefully, uh, with having Butler back in, they'll they'll be able to uh, they'll be able to get something going. I, I don't know if I told you this, but they have they've had twelve different starting lineups in seventeen games, man. Like it, it's just it, it's been that kind of year for them.
0: I mean, today is the first game Butler's been back since the start of January, which is crazy, right? Been out since that long time for health and protocol reasons and then you have Igodala back I think he injured his neck um don't want to really want Kelly O again and Tyler Tyler Hero just looks like he has a sophomore slump
1: to be honest he's he's been a bit more inconsistent right like we, we, we're not seeing what we saw from him uh again he's also out so uh, I mean, it, it's at this point, it's really hard to get consistency going when you're just not playing, right? It, it's just that much harder, especially with this little to no training camp. It's and especially them; they're being they're known to have like these military type training camps, right? Where they just like they go hard. So you know, something you're used to, you don't get it. I mean, it, it's gonna it's gonna hurt them, right?
0: It will hurt for sure. And I think the East is up in the air this year as well. So every team has the same problem, right? COVID protocols, injuries to deal with, a shortened training camp for some teams. And I think this year is going to be up in the air, I would say. There's just so many variables coming into the playoffs.
1: East I mean, is wide
0: open, too. Yeah.
1: Yeah. They're. They're playing. They're like they're playing really bad, and they are currently a game and a half out of eighth place, and a game and half a game out of uh, out of what tenth for, for even a, a chance at a play in spot. So, I mean, I, w- I would feel that even if they do get into the play, it, it's it might be a team you don't want to face in the first round if you're one of the top teams
0: i don't think they'll be seed. they're just too talented for that i think they're more like a fourth or fifth seed
1: yeah i i agree man but like i said the way things are going right now and they're slowly getting their players back who knows it it, like it 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 might be a thing where they just have to go into a play-in but uh like i said like you said that 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 bottom half of the east man it's I mean, it's bad. they're, they're all under 500, so uh, Miami has Miami hasn't bought themselves time that everyone else has bought time for them because they're all just playing bad, starting from Cleveland, New York. These are all teams under 500.
0: No, oh, New York. I can confidently say they're not that bad this year.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, compared to other years, yes.
0: That is true, I think that wraps up our portion of Miami and this wraps up our portion of this episode. sorry, this whole episode, I think predictions for all these three teams. What do you think?
1: I see two teams in the playoffs and one that's still going to be struggling, man. Uh, I don't think the Hornets are going to be making playoffs. Uh, I mean, maybe, I mean, the way things are going, maybe they could try for, for a playing spot. Um, but I don't know how long that'll last last. I mean, you still got Toronto, Miami down there. You don't know if they'll be able to make runs. Um, he, for sure. I, I feel like they'll make playoffs and Portland. I mean, Portland is just too talented not to be in the, in the playoffs. There's just no way they're going to miss out on that. And they're already in the playoff spot. Um, thing is for them is trying to get over that hump. And I, to be honest with you, I don't know if they would be able to make it past the first round right now, the way they're playing.
0: I mean, come on. They might be going to Cancun on three from the Clippers, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, uh, I th- I feel the Clippers will be f- the first seed this year, to be honest.
1: Yeah, that could be a, that could be a thing. We got to wait for their shooting to, you know, cool down and see what happens once they don't have that once they once they're all cooled down and see how that offense flows when they start how, when when uh, nobody's hitting a shot. Well,
0: yeah, it's possibility. I think I honestly see a Portland and Clippers first round matchup. To be honest,
1: wouldn't that be awesome to see?
0: Be a loser gets a trip to Cancun.
1: I, to be honest with you, I would love to see Portland pull that off just uh, to see what Beverly has to say after. Um, Beverly takes it like a champ. He, he, knows, he knows when he's wrong and stuff. But I, I would just love to see what the trash talk would look like between those two teams.
0: I, uh, honestly, I think I got the other predictions. I think Portland's going to be out, I feel. And Charlotte might sneak in, but I've been wrong before. I'll always be wrong sometimes, and that's life.
1: (laughs) Yeah, man. All right, man. It's been great talking to you, buddy.
0: It's been great talking to you. Have a good one, man. Talk to you soon. Take care,
1: bud.